Good morning from Jeffrey Specialist Sales. This is Mark Howden from Consumer. On Imperial, we've got a note discussing the departure of the Innovation Director. doesn't speak well to their ability to operate between CEOs, but it's not going to derail our love of tobacco given our ultra-defensive stance. On Greencore, slightly more discretionary, we cut the rating from buy to hold here. We cut fiscal 20 by another 20%, reflecting weak sandwich market data. We're now over 30% below a lazy consensus, which doesn't properly account for the operational gearing in this business. And then more broadly, we keep banging away with our cautious message that the more discretionary names like Spirits and Beauty, which price in a V and seem to be largely ignoring this crisis, are way overvalued here. Feels like news flow from here, despite gentle easings, is going to be about flare-ups of new cases, weak demand, future austerity and likely recession. We note that the World Health Organization chief scientist just said it'll be four or five years before COVID-19 is properly under control. Stick with food and tobacco, avoid spirits. Hi, it's Alex Turner on the discretionary stocks. Three things for me this morning. First up on Todd's Q1 last night was poor as we expected, but it missed consensus by 5%. We were reassured on liquidity, but still concerned on their ability to cut costs and inventory levels. We're not looking for recovery on this one and to positive EBIT until 2022. And we think valuation looks overly optimistic. So maintaining our underperform there. Secondly, in food retail, John Ray Martins reported Q1. This is one of our top buys in the sector. I think a little mixed here last night. We had strong gains in Poland, reducing losses in Colombia, but offset by weaker sales in uh, Portugal and a pulling of guidance for 2020. The conference call for this one is this morning. And then lastly, a focus on luxury into tomorrow's numbers from Richemont, uh, an interesting play into the hard luxury sector and the first of our luxury names to report uh, full year results. Bonjour from Industrials, this is Bruna. PSA and FCA put out a joint statement, and as expected, ordinary dividend is cancelled by both. As part of the deal, FCA said it would distribute a 5.5 billion euro special dividend, but there was no mention of that in the statement. OEM said merger talks are still advancing well, and that the deal is on track to close by Q1 21. Pirelli reported after close, uh, Q1 EBIT beat consensus on the back of higher than expected cost cuts. In the call, management said incremental cost measures will offset the current volume weakness. Also, mix will turn from small headwind into tailwind for the rest of the year. While leverage is high, the company has enough liquidity to cover maturities in the next couple of years. Lastly, just flagging the short cycle monitor, where analysts provide an update post-Q1 and company comments in response to COVID-19. Our Asia team also provides an update on what they're seeing from Japan and China. Good morning from Mark Hoffler in Resources, starting in Energy Oilfield Services, very much in focus for us this morning after Mark Wilson has downgraded Technip FMC to underperform from hold, cutting his price target 14% to $6. I think there's a lot of moving parts here around the potential spin-out of their business, and the key conclusion being that group gearing is still high and that there's still a lot of earnings downgrades to come. Capital raise strikes me as highly likely early next year. And so at this point, why would you be rushing into this name? In fact, why would you own it full stop, even if the sell thesis on this one is complicated by short sell bans in France? There's a big award for Saipem at Nigeria LNG Train 7 expansion overnight. Uh, and then also uh, similarly uh, flagging uh, Valorec this morning uh, after their first quarter results yesterday, which were a little bit soft. Uh, we've also made big downgrades to 2020 EBITDA estimates there. RWE numbers very much in line. 
Good morning, it's William Bevington from Jeffrey's TMT Special Sales. few results out this morning, and then we have an important expert call this afternoon in technology. So, uh, Deutsche Telekom, excluding T-Mobile US results, revenue 0.9% better than consensus, EBITDA 0.8% better. The outlook reiterated, so pretty solid numbers from Deutsche Telekom. Sunrise in Switzerland, revenues 2.2% versus consensus, adjusted EBITDA almost 4% better, 3.7% to be precise. The outlook reduced, however, for revenues, but EBITDA reiterated, so pretty good set of numbers also there for Sunrise. And then finally, Ken Rump this afternoon, cyber implications of working from home. Clearly, this is going to be an ongoing theme for uh, many years to come, perhaps, and that's an important call on the cybersecurity implications of working from home this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Morning from healthcare. Uh, impossible to summarise all the ASCO abstracts. Uh, but Allergene appears to be crowned the winner, uh, even though the data is still very early. Uh, competitive risks, of course, then for Novartis and for Gilead, although neither uh, a big driver for those stocks per se. Uh, we have feedback from our vaccines expert call, continuing to focus on bottlenecks around production. Please see the notes for that. Uh, we caught up uh, again with one of our orthopedic surgeon experts uh, yesterday as well, uh, who is confirming that volumes are coming back into the US, uh, which is good news, but obviously at lower rates. Uh, we'll focus uh, on last night's uh, obesity data for Nova Nordisk uh, with uh, semaglutide. And finally, Strauman has a press release out confirming it's cost-cutting. The data looks uh, splashy, of course, but we heard that in the, f uh, the first quarter release. Perhaps the, the commentary around uh, economic recovery, though, perhaps suggests some issues.